0: Who the bloody hell's that? Morning, Oh, Anthony. How are you? I'm really well. How are you? <laughs> Come on in. I will do, thank you. Did that sound staged? Just a little. He's no, fine.
1: No, be fine, yeah. I'm going to embrace the whole lounge pant thing next time I'm going to put my University of New Hampshire lounge pants on.
0: You should We're indeed. Planning.
1: You're listening to The Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth.
0: Recording in progress. Okay, right, well we're on. I have the legendary Anne-Marie Forker in my midst here. Hello. Hello. How about
1: that?
2: I don't deserve that title. Thank you. You, you
1: can't all start talking uh, like
0: that. That's not our
1: podcasting
0: works. Uh, uh no, we can. Look, she's like, look,
2: Hello. The, the, Hello, there nice to see go. you. I'm not it's very experienced at this, so if I talk over anybody at any point, just tell me to shut up.
1: Uh, don't worry. Have you ne- have you never listened to this?
2: I have listened to it. I mean I'm not experienced at doing it.
1: No, no, but we talk over each other all the time. Oh, yeah, that's all right. I'm mad. Don't worry uh, about it. 180 episodes. We know better actually at it.
2: One hundred and eighty-two now. Wow, wow. one
0: hundred eighty-five actually. One hundred eighty-six, isn't it? This one. Well, this is one eight six. Yeah, but we've one, done yeah. one hundred eighty-five. Oh, wow. I've I've spent all morning trying to sync that last edit. I think it was a spongy zoom connection. So you know, you know when you are like you're behind, and then you're in front, and then you're in front, and then you're behind, and it's like, oh god, gotta go through it phrase by phrase, moving it around. And, uh, and then I've had to noise-gate it all, and God knows what. Well, anyway. Oh, dear. Anyway. Well, is it going to sound like a pile of shit? No, it'll sound lovely. It's just that oh, okay. I'll, well, right. I'll have aged three years editing the bloody thing, that's all. Um, You'll need your roots doing again. Do I? No, you will do. Oh, I will do, yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll need them doing by, what day is it now? Thursday, that's isn't Thursday. it? Thursday. Oh, I'll it's need Thursday. them doing at the weekend, if I can get in anywhere. I'll try and get... Getting painted in Leipzig.
1: Have you put any thought to that? Thought. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, have you somewhere in Leipzig you can go? <laughs> you said you're a creature of habit.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, I, I don't have a place tucked away in Leipzig. I've very, very rarely been there actually. In fact, I think it was was it Leipzig when when I got a, yeah, I think that might have been Leipzig to Poznan when I got arrested in. Poland and left my passport on the tour bus and all of that. That might have been the last time I was in Leipzig. It all smelled of cabbage. Um, do us a favour, Henry. Would you just twist that uh, deadlock on that bolt and shut the door? Because I haven't. I've not. I've not shut the door, Anthony. Oh, Stephen with a pH.
1: Well, Henry's going to do that, we can cover a few. Because I'm assuming all of this is staying in. So we might as well, we might as well crack on and do a few bits of housekeeping.
0: Yes, go on then. Housekeeping. How exciting housekeeping.
1: I've got some housekeeping to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna request for the first time ever,
0: yeah. can I do a personal shout out on a TCD? Oh look, this is the beginning of the end. Ooh. This is it, Luke. He's elevating himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no,
0: actually a personal shout out. <laughs> what is it? You're gonna advertise head and shoulders. <laughs> no L'Oreal. Have no. you done a deal?
1: Um <laughs> Because
0: you're worth <laughs> it.
1: Ooh. If you shook your hair a bit, we could do a L'Oreal. Yeah, we could get a bit of a tie-in going there.
0: Claudio incoming. Get <laughs> out.
1: Get out. Um, I was standing at the under-11s um, football on Sunday and a chap called uh, Martin came along and said, I recognise your voice. I listen to the Corona Diaries.
0: <laughs> you, you've got a famous voice. I've got a
1: <laughs> I can't <laughs> what? think what I must have been screaming at that yeah, point. He
0: the, said, "Oh, I recognise your voice. You're the Cliff Richard of podcasts now." And <laughs> you, that's it's, that's disturbing
1: on so many levels. It's your lovely Richard. tone,
2: oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> On so many levels. That's probably. And the second thing, while we're on housekeeping, so hello Martin, I want to
0: say hello to Martin. Hello um, Martin. This... I'll say hello as well.
2: Hello.
1: The other bit of housekeeping. This is serious because this has come from Lucy.
0: Oh, right? yeah. Mm.
1: We just need to remind everybody, everybody who listens to this, and I'm sure you know by now, but but you don't have a TikTok account and there's loads of bogus Facebook accounts popping up all the time and you will never, ever, ever contact people out of the blue and you certainly won't ever ask them for money. We're just going to have to say that again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't really do Facebook. Um, I mean, I do Facebook, but I don't uh lucy runs my facebook for me and um i don't really go she she won't let me go there she says i'll i'll want to kill the world Mm. so she won't let me
2: could i just add to that also um anyone who sees anyone pretending to be hitch on my photography page i get a few of those uh and they'll reply to your comment and say oh please please inbox me and be assured of my support, PM me, and you know they're going to ask for money or something. So if you see that in my photography page, don't fall for it either.
1: Gosh. And and just as a little rule of thumb, people, and I know, I know you probably know this, but if somebody purporting to be somebody famous with four followers reaches out, <laughs> there's a very good chance, exactly. very good chance it's not them. It's yeah. not them. Yeah, no. four is
2: quite generous actually. It's usually one.
0: <laughs> Especially if the famous person they're pretending to be died two years ago as well. That's another good clue. <laughs> yeah. It's well, not David Bowie. <laughs>
1: No, it's not, no. So that's the bits of housekeeping. The, whilst we're on housekeeping as well, just a sorry Anne-Marie, we will get to you in, in, in a minute. I'm no worries, I've forgotten no about worries. it because I can't actually see yeah, you. All he, I can see is a pillar. He's but, just um, busy
0: cashing in on all the people he's met and getting free I'm, beers. Actually I'm,
1: actually, I'm not. I was going to point out to you um, that... I reckon I, right. I did a quick fag packet calculation this morning and I reckon over the purples and the, and the non-purples who listen we are getting very close to a million downloads of TCD.
0: Wow. Well that's that's a number.
1: Now right. that's not a million different people. No, so obviously a lot of people listen to every week, but what I'm saying is we're getting close to a million downloads of of our of our body of work.
0: Wow. Do, do, will I get a medal or something? Will I... I, I,
1: I've, I've no idea, and I, I do feel if anybody should be getting medals, it probably should. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm in with a shout as well. But <laughs> I want
0: um, a bl- i want a blue plaque for my cottage,
1: <laughs> as opposed to a blue plaque for your cottaging, which is something totally different. <laughs> I've already got one of them. I bet you have. I bet you have. Anyway, shall we start proper and then we can we can yeah. introduce our guest. Oh yes, yes. yes. Right. us right. Start properly. Hold okay. Your, hold, your <gasps> hold your breath. Hold your breath. Hold your breath. Hello and welcome to chapter one hundred and eighty-six of the Corona Diaries. Yeah.
0: Ooh. I've got a guest, Anthony. I've got a guest. We've got
1: a guest. We've got a you know, guest, Stephen. Uh, As we always do on episode one hundred and eighty-six, it's just what we do. <laughs> yeah. Every episode. A very one special eights, number. Yes. We've. we've it's we've, a very very special uh, number. So we have. We have. And Marie Falker with us. Morning, anne
2: Morning. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you for having me on.
1: Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Well, I mean, I didn't get any choice. Steve just said you were coming on, so I, uh, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Let's start with the basics. Let, for anybody who doesn't know, tell everybody what you do.
2: Um, I'm a freelancer, which uh, but I mostly do music photography. Um, but I also do some music journalism with interviews, about, and I have a legal background, so I still edit Law books for Oxford University and things like that, I'm just on my laptop and can travel with it. So I, mic- I mix it up, but my heart is in music photography.
1: Just go back a second. You've got a legal background. We've never actually wanted anybody with a legal
0: no. background <laughs> associated with this particular. Slightly disturbing news to me, this.
2: I, I, was, <laughs> I was never a practicing lawyer, but I did a couple of law degrees, but I never, really? it, was, it was the academic stuff. I never, I ne- I was never a practicing lawyer. No
0: but after this morning (laughs) wasn't for me whirl, (laughs) no
1: (laughs) that's that's for sure I didn't know that straight away so you almost for fun with your laptop when you've got nothing better to do you will edit a legal book
2: um I wouldn't say it's for fun but yeah it's particularly during the pandemic I was glad of it it's Hmm. to earn a few bob as well on the side yeah yeah but it's not full-time or anything
1: what kind of massive brain must you have to edit what somebody else has written about legal things? It's
2: mostly to look for mistakes and things, but yeah.
1: Right, okay. For the for the record, for those of you who can't see, H did actually look how big Anne Marie's brain was at that point, which was a beautiful moment. I wish I'd photographed that. I was just checking. It's well, tricky. I've got the recording. I might have to snip that out, actually, and we can do something with that because that that was a little bit beautiful.
0: Uh, um, I thought I was being quite discreet.
1: <laughs> well, you you were for the purpose of a podcast. yes, you were very discreet. It was only when I dropped you in it that, that problems started. I'm assuming law degree. Then you you must have studied law for quite a while.
2: Yeah, I did a law degree in Belfast when I was right. you know when I left school. And then I had a legal publishing career, which is very dull, in uh, London for a while. And I did a master's in law part-time in human rights law. Um, In human rights law? Yeah, but I left all that because I wanted more. I was there for about 14 years in London, but I left it because I wanted to pursue photography more seriously and I wasn't getting the time. So I went freelance. Wow. And that's why I got to do the Royal Albert Hall with Merlion, because I was available the next day. I couldn't have done that if I'd had a full-time job. I would have needed permission from the boss and all the conventional stuff. So,
0: yeah, I'd have struggled as well, I think.
1: <laughs> what, if you'd been a human rights lawyer, you'd have struggled to play the Albert <laughs> all as well?
0: No, I've had a proper job, yeah, you know, right. following day. Can I have the day well, off? You did so? have a crack at proper jobs. We've talked about this, haven't we? A, a crack at a proper job? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I did a bit of engineering and... Well, I've done all sorts, darling. I've sold vegetables in a market, as you know, um, for Miss Harris, and um, I always think of toast when I think. Anyway, I won't. I won't stray into that. But I've, I've, I've sold vegetables, and on a, on I've worked at a butcher's. Actually, if you work at a butcher's, you'd never eat meat again. Of course, I did. So I'm I'm sort of contradicting myself there. Um, I didn't buy it from the place I worked. I tell you, um, I worked at a butchers. Then I was, um, yeah. I, then I got you know, my proper job was electrical engineering, designing control systems.
1: I I struggle with that whole sentence. The way you delivered that, in, and 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 it was real and you meant it. And I still somehow, it just makes me want to laugh. <laughs> the thought of you
2: designing control systems
1: <laughs> i was young it was
0: the 70s
1: we all were doing it but i mean when anne marie said i was a human rights lawyer i was i was i was quite surprised but but i didn't i wasn't shocked by it it didn't make me want to giggle it didn't it didn't seem unreasonable it's just that when you said i used to design control systems i can't get any respect out of them <laughs> Not today I'm afraid. I do apologize. I'll try better. I'll try harder next time. I was right, actually so-
2: really impressed how he set up all the gear here. I w- I wouldn't have been able to do it all the wires and everything in the morning. No oh, no well, chance.
0: Oh well music, being a musician's all about wires. You know <laughs> we all, we we're all well most of us. Not sure about Pete. Pete could probably do it but there'd be a lot of drama.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Back to our guest, right. Before we get on to a bit of background about you and, and all the things you've done and how you got into this and this and the other, got to ask the first one. Why are you there? How come you're even there today? Here, in Utrecht? Um, well, well, you, you're not just in Utrecht, though, are you? What
0: are you doing in my hotel room, you <laughs> hussy? Get out! <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, I was
1: less worried about that. Yeah, the, uh,
2: the first, first day of the tour, I get a text saying, you want to come to my hotel room this morning? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've cha- I, well I say I've changed
2: So I'm hired as photographer <laughs> do
0: you normally do this for
1: this amount of a tour I thought this was this no, a little bit special
2: this is very special I've been honoured with being asked to come along on the tour and join the tour, uh, the band bus and everything um, which is amazing Yeah, I'm doing 8 of the 10 dates so the rest of the tour, I'm I'm here.
1: And are you snapping everywhere you go? Are you there for shows or are you actually capturing everything? It's it's just
2: started, so I will be doing more than just the shows. I'm going to be doing some candid shots during the day and, yeah, you know, behind the scenes, some backstage stuff, yeah.
1: Candid I'll shots I'll the busy. tour bus.
2: I'll be trying to get a few of those. Hopefully the light will be good in there, uh, but yes. Best yes. of luck. But maybe not. Maybe not first thing in the morning. (laughs)
1: It's not the light I was overly concerned about. I am right in saying this is fairly unique. H, has this happened before? Uh, Has anybody done this?
0: Well, the Boom Boom Boys rode on the tour bus and did a little bit of filming years and years and years ago. Um, But I've never a stills photographer, no. Not had anybody... Wow! I've on the an uh, honor. in the Nose Ark. Okay,
1: so Anne Marie, when did that when did that request come in?
2: Oh, good question. Um, I think it was a couple of months ago. I was asked to join, but I only found out. I thought I was going to be in the crew bus. I only found out yesterday. I'm actually going to be in the band bus, which will make photographing them a lot easier. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it was a couple of months ago.
1: Wow. Okay, and have you done anything like this before?
2: Um, I've done tour photography, but I haven't slept overnight on a bus on the shelf, as H calls it. Um, I've done splitter vans and hotels, uh, smaller tours, um, right. or made my own way around with a, you know, a car and hotels, but this is the first time I'm sleeping on the bus, so it'll right. be an experience.
1: Right, okay because i am i'm i'm i am finding this somewhat fascinating i think what could come out of this could be truly amazing um, i hope so
2: <laughs> i will certainly try my best i hope so uh, uh
1: disturbing but truly amazing I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm
0: i'm 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 thinking of i think a court case will probably come out of it to be honest there's much chance for court case coming out of this as anything else <laughs> With a trained lawyer. You do know <laughs> that now, don't you? Does that not change the dynamic of this a little? Yeah, yeah we, we'd be <laughs> fools to take her on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and is everybody, just just double checking for my mind, is everybody's realised this and knows now that there's a camera following them around pretty much everywhere they go?
2: yeah uh well, Lucy has told me they're aware of it. It hasn't actually. I haven't gotten on the bus yet because I only arrived yesterday and right. it was a hotel night last night, so today ah. is the day we're on the bus, and as far as I know, everyone's aware of it yeah yeah, yeah you, you yeah. might
0: you might have to be a bit careful Although, with, with Moseley and Lewis yeah, yeah you know, I have to be very sensitive if, if if no one's to end up being punched out. Yeah,
2: I don't. I don't want a load of photos with it the just, middle finger up. You know that finger. kind of thing. <laughs> I you're gonna get a few. Um, I, I,
1: I was just trying to get to the that phrase. They're aware. I just wonder if the penny yes, they're actually aware. dropped. Yeah. yeah, they're aware.
2: They're aware. Yeah, uh, cool.
1: yeah. Well, I think it's going to be brilliant, and that's all the way through to the end. That's all the way through to because it ends in the UK, doesn't it?
2: Uh, it does. I'm, I'm on the bus until next week, and then because my partner is coming over because he's a Merlion. Fan as well. He's coming over next week. Um so I'll drive around with him for the last few days. But I'm right. on the okay. on the bus for, I think for four or five days, something like that.
1: Okay. Well that's good. Cool. We've established way there that you're there then. So that's that's fine. And obviously it's it's great because it means that we can talk to you as well. This is just a, an absolute bonus because we have we have um H and I in our in our very detailed production meetings, you can imagine <laughs> what they're like. Um <laughs> have talked about this for quite a while now. Um, you know, in that kind of very detailed way that we do, which is, you know, oh, we should get Anne-Marie on. Yeah, we should. Is, is, are you doing that? Well, yeah, all right, I'll do that, and and then, and then that's it. Tomorrow, a, a month, <laughs>
0: <laughs> six weeks, well, two months. We talked about getting Tim Sidwell on for months, didn't we? Before we, we finally did. got that, we before did. I got 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 it together to send him an email and ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we we
1: we just we we just you know. Mm. You don't. You don't come to this for the
0: organisation, do you? Folks? No. Let's be honest. No, no. You um, you come for the vibe. Are your yes. headphones too loud? Are they all right? I can oh, They're them grand. Now. they're, yeah, all they're right. fine. All right.
1: Yeah. By the way I must point out to everyone who's listening and from a, from somebody who's a bit of a muso in terms of recording gear and this that and the other that is a very impressive thing to put together in a hotel room a a two person recording setup both with their own independent monitoring that's really quite th- yes I I but I think applause that's what in it fact, meant. I'm going to invite everybody who's listening now just to pause for a second do a little round of applause go on woo-hoo. now pause it now woohoo beautiful thank you and now you can carry on listening because that is quite an achievement i was born to do it darling you you were you were you are the consummate professional when it comes to this kind of thing (laughs) um you know so go on let's let's go back to forget the legal bit for a bit we know you had a kind of a formal background did university did all that all that all fine very very noble (laughs) as well human rights great superb um you're like a you're like a female Keir Starmer, aren't you
0: um i was I was on a Clooney. I was thinking of a Clooney with the human rights law and all of that yeah
1: yeah I'll tell you I'll take that one um how long have you been taking photos? When did you first start pointing cameras at things
2: uh oh um probably about two thousand and six just uh with a little disposable camera that you could buy in boots for five or six pounds. I took one to Edinburgh and to Venice and things like that and some people commented on the pictures. I didn't think anything of it. Um, But my partner's parents had someone that used to be a features editor, picture editor, at a major newspaper, I think it was The Observer or something. And he apparently loved them. So I thought, well, maybe I should get a better camera and got one. Um, But I didn't start doing music photography until 2012 and then not regularly until 2017.
1: Okay. So what did you do in in between? Was it did you photograph buildings? Was it just oh, things see. you uh, saw as you walked around? Yeah,
2: landscapes, some street photography. Um yeah, Venice is stunning. I loved photographing mm-hmm. there. Um but, you know, landscapes on holidays, I noticed I would get annoyed if I saw people standing in front of things, which is a typical holiday snap, and I get that. But I would rather just photograph the landscape the itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why are you standing in front of them? <laughs> um, Actually, you know,
1: that's a really good point because you stand standing in front of something and somebody takes a photo to prove you were there. But the very fact you are taking a photograph of it yes. proves you were there.
2: Yeah, that's. I don't do many selfies or things like that because I've got the photo.
0: You've got software now can get rid of the p- the person standing in the in the way as as well, which is quite handy, isn't it? So you just rub <laughs> them all out after you can you give them the ego trip of being there and then get rid of them discreetly as soon as they've gone. Yeah, you do need to be careful with the phrase "rub them all out," though, <laughs> <laughs> especially in Italy.
1: <laughs> Apropos of nothing, and sorry to interject as the conversation starts to flow, but there's a thing on the bottom of Zoom now that says. Artificial Intelligence Companion, which he invited me to switch on this morning. Do we want to bring some artificial intelligence into TCD?
0: Fuck no, would would be my first thought.
2: How how would that work for What kind of AI effect could it have on TCD? Um,
1: two things. One, I think it helps with things like making notes of meetings and transcribing meetings and this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. But I can't help thinking it's also probably learning personality traits of the people that are on the calls. Oh. Which is really scary.
2: And then you can be cloned. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: dear. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, there'll be another podcast that isn't me either, then.
1: <laughs> Imagine if we bumped into a decent version
0: of this. That'd yeah. have to be AI, we, wouldn't it? Yeah, we could spot it a mile off. <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody would be able to spot it.
1: Right, so some chap from the Observer thinks you've got a bit of an eye and takes an interest. But you said you started music when? Did you say so? Pointing in front of bands.
2: Uh 2012. Um, I had attended and I went to Norway for the first time and had attended a Aha party after their what was supposed to be their last ever concert, which it wasn't. Um, and made some connections there. And a couple of years later, Morton Harkett had a solo tour. Um, so I asked someone I'd met there, could I try? I I didn't have a professional camera or anything, but I wanted to try something new and said, could I have a photo pass for the Morton Harker concert in Oslo? And they said yes. And so that was my first photo pit experience. And that was in late 2012. But the first time I got a professional level camera was the end of 2014. And the very first band I shot with that was Merillion.
1: Merillion. The big, big aha fan?
2: Um, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, Not so much of their last few albums, but yeah, they've done. They're underrated. Yeah, they've done some amazing stuff.
0: They are
1: underrated. Yeah, mm. I'm, a, I'm. I must say, I'm a bit of a fan. I was one of those bands that I thought felt like more of an indie band had they not had that initial success with that first album.
2: Yeah, yeah, Scandal Days is great. Or Hunting Hand Low. Yeah, um, I prefer Scandal Days.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and we'll try and join all these things in a minute. So. Obviously, you're listening to Aha, and that I believe that'd be mid to late eighties, wouldn't it? But when did you start listening to? Mar- I mean, are you a Marillion well, fan?
2: Of course. Are you kidding? What
1: well, are you allowed to? You're allowed to take photos of them and not be a fan.
2: <laughs> I it is allowed. I know, but um, I wanted to photograph them because I love their music. It all comes from the music. Um, people ask me, "How do you do what you do?" But the the primary tool. I would say to anyone who tries it, tr- take the time to feel the music, and that mm. is where where the magic happens. You can almost get into a state where you can predict it if you can feel the music. Yeah,
1: you, you. if if that makes sense, it sounds a bit airy well, yes, fairy, because but no. Tim <laughs> kind of said the same thing actually.
2: He did. Cool. Tim's Tim's great.
1: I think he said it but he inferred it about being a fan as well so it, it does make a difference if you if you know if you're in tune with the you know with with the music as well. So when did when did Marillion hit your life then?
2: Oh good question. Um I didn't know it was Marillion. Uh I heard this man Eh's voice when I was a child in Belfast with the song Easter. Um remember the days when you used to record off the Hi-fi and your Enough cassette tape and stick it in and your try walkman. try not to get the bits in between. Yeah, yeah. But because I didn't get the bits in between, unfortunately that meant I didn't know this song that I played on the way to school was Marillion. because I only had this, you know, fragment of the song. Um, But it stayed with me for a long, long time. And then as you grow up and move away and I kind of forgot about it, Um, but then... I attended a relative's wedding up in Lancaster in two thousand and twelve and bumped in to an uncle of mine, um, who used to give me lots of music tips. And I said to him, Um, have you got any any tips of any bands I might like? And he said, brilliant, you should try them out. Marbles is a great album. And so I went and listened to, to Marbles and I heard that voice again, that voice from my childhood. And it yeah, it was a pretty magical moment. Um, and that was it, I was hooked on... And that's still my favourite album, brilliant album. Because of that, I heard that voice again thought, I, I know that, I used to hear that on the way to school.
1: Oh. So, wow. Yeah. Growing up in Belfast then, Easter must have had a special.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but there were parts of the song that were quite, in a strange way, were very personal to me as well. As we, I had moved down south. Uh, to the south of Ireland, where my parents, they basically wanted to escape the troubles. So we moved down south for five or six years. Um, And we lived in a place called Hilltree. It was in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere. Um, But we owned a hill and lived on top of that hill, a single house. Um, and it was called Hilltree. So lyrics like southern side of the hill to me meant, mm. I know that's not what H meant, but to me that was moving south and living on the hill. And there's other lyrics in the song too, but um, yeah. Yeah, that song means more to me than any other song.
1: I'm guessing then, because it was just off the radio and you were experiencing it just obviously on an audio level, you won't have seen the the video then at that
2: point. No, I saw that much later at the Giant's Causeway. Fantastic place. Yeah, Mm. be a great place for a photo shoot.
1: Now you see, here's a thing. Maybe the band should be back at the Giant's Causeway for a photo shoot. Maybe that would be a nice circle. I mean, obviously not at the moment because it's, you know, the bus isn't going to stop
0: there, is it? Not on this tour, no. No, I mean, Gi- Giants Causeway for me uh, takes me to to the fall of the Berlin Wall because we we shot that Easter video and got back to the hotel after a really cold day by the sea. And that was that was it in 19, well, it was the autumn, wasn't it, of, of 89, I think, Um The wall was coming down, so those two things are intertwined in my mind as well. Mm.
1: That could that could be a lovely thing to do, would it? Because if it's eighty nine, that means next year it will be an anniversary ending in a five, won't it? It's
0: it's Um, funny that Easter and Berlin were on the same album as well. Yes, you know that was a strange coincidence.
1: I do think that's a really lovely story, actually. That and, and the fact that you were listening to it, but then because obviously I, I think of the video when I think of the song. I, I for me the two things are in, are inextricably linked because I saw the I saw the two at the same time, and the video had a very profound effect on me. Really, uh, you know, uh, to, to you know, I say to the point where I had to, I, I'd made that decision that that at some point I would I would go, and then happened to be working. For a few days in in Belfast so mm-hmm. I and I had a car over there so I was able to drive up and um, um did you go
2: up the Antrim coastway the, the yeah fris- what, a the pretty way. Oh, well, what a beautiful stunning, road oh what a beautiful
1: incredible road and and it was a very profound thing when I actually when I actually went I I was you know I was quite emotional when I which in some ways sounds a bit odd and then in other ways for anybody who you know went grew up with that song and as as, and as that song has a special place, isn't 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 daft at all. But it's obviously for you, it's the thing later.
2: Yeah. Although now, I when I visit that place, um, it, it it's Merlian Land now because of that song. And now that I've seen the video, I can't help but think of it when I'm there. Even though I was there plenty of times before without knowing that Merlin had done that video, it's kind of transformed transformed it.
1: Well, let's let's break there for a bit of diary. Um uh, and we can do that because I uh, I did send you the diary pages, didn't I? Indeed, you did, Anthony. Yeah. Do you know what's scary? Do you know what's scary though? When I was coming to scan them, this and this will be scary to people listening. There were so few pages left, I was able to scan the whole lot
0: of the rest of the yes volume t- to the end. Yeah, and the, and there wasn't a lot, was there? Really? And there wasn't a lot no, at all. We're nearly there. Yeah, you have to start reading it a bit slower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it's the law. When the diary stops,
0: we've got to stop. I'm just saying that for effect to see what the reaction's going to be. Um, should we go to the diary then? Yes, I'll start reading the poetry of W. B. Yeats when the when the diary's finished. It can be the Yeats diaries. Um, yes, let's do that. Sorry, I wandered there. Totally, I was a bit uh, engrossed in in my red lines. Um sometimes just they become quite hypnotic anyway here goes Friday, eighteenth of July home camp Bornhofen, up at seven twenty when little Vibes appeared at the bedroom door. I'd been awake since five o'clock anyway, failing to coax my mind and body back into sleep, so I left Lynetta sleeping. Got the day off to a stressful start. Vibes is refusing to read his school reading books this morning, and no amount of coaxing seems to help. He's been a good boy lately, and I really thought he was growing up, but I guess I've overestimated him. It's the end of term and he's probably tired. Sadly, this doesn't lead to him sleeping any later. Took him to school and waved bye-bye from all three school windows, as he likes to do. Returned home and had just enough time for another coffee and to pack before the cab came to take me to Heathrow Terminal 5. At least I got my suitcase back before I had to leave again. The journey was uneventful and I was dropped at the terminal at area B1, where I caught sight of the long blonde locks of Nick Beggs. Went over and said hello. He too is en route to Germany for a show, somewhere near Berlin, with Kim Wild. Nick introduced me to his band, and I said hi to Kim as she arrived. Wandered over to where our crew were already checking in, and waited ages. I have never seen T5 quite so busy. Frenchy now seems to have acquired silver status on his air miles and took me to the executive lounge as a guest. Drank cappuccino and rum and coke while being joined by Lucy and Ian. Yesterday, a Malaysian passenger jet out of Schiphol was shot down over Ukraine. Half the passengers were Dutch and there were allegedly nine Brits and 23 Americans all strewn across a field in the Russian rebel-held part of Ukraine after being shot down from a height of 33,000 feet. That's a guided missile, then. After a week of hearing of Palestinian children murdered in Gaza, the thought of babies and children's smashed body parts in a far-off field in Eastern Europe is almost more than I can live with. What a week. The old head of the Liberals, David Steele, came and sat at the next table, helping himself to a glass of red. I guess he's one of those people who knows what's really going on in the world. I think I'd be starting the day with a glass of red too. We sat with Ian and Lucy for a while. Mosley said, I used to like the news. It was my favourite programme. But I've gone off it. I feel the same. Night after night, a load of horror, worry, and injustice you can do nothing about. Exhausting. We wrote a song called Gaza to try to turn attention to the plight of those unfortunate people. It doesn't feel like much of a contribution, but I suppose it's at least something. I wandered around the gadget shops at Heathrow for a while, looking at the laptop speakers. I could do with something to play music in the hotel rooms. Couldn't make my mind up though. After a delay of half an hour, a gate was finally announced, so I wandered over to A9 and was the last to board. It was hot on the runway and the warm air hit me in the face as I entered the boarding corridor. Europe's in the middle of a heat wave at the moment. The flight was happily uneventful. At one point I glanced over at Rother's, who was reading an article in Sound on Sound magazine about the making of Peter Gabriel's So album. There were a couple of pictures of Peter, and also engineer Kevin Killen, in Peter's old studio at the bottom of his garden at Ashcombe House, Swainswick, near Bath. I went there myself a couple of times back in the How We Live days. We used to borrow bits and pieces from Peter, We thought we were hiring them, but to this day we never received an invoice. One morning I was taking back an emulator, a kind of sampling keyboard, when he appeared at the door of the barn stroke control room and said, We've just finished a mix. Would you like to have a listen? I answered as nonchalantly as I could, Yes, please. And so I stood at the SSL desk with Peter G at my side, listening to Red Rain, as the unmistakable sound of Stuart Copeland's hi-hats came skittering in. I must have been the first person on earth to hear that mix, apart from the musicians and engineers involved in its creation. What do you think? he said. Fabulous, said I. Thank you again, Peter. We were met in arrivals at Frankfurt, by a couple of chaps who took us the two-hour drive to Camp Bornhofen, a small village nestling in the hills of the Rhine. It's very beautiful round here. Halfway here we stopped at a petrol station for ice creams and Lucy and I ran into the shop and bought magnums, orange lollies, rum and cokes and becks. That's better. <laughs> Arrived at the hotel in Camp Bornhofen and was immediately given a drink by the affable owner, Werner, who speaks English with a Yorkshire accent. Apparently, he gets a lot of tourists here from Yorkshire, and he learned his English from them. His wife, Andrea, never stops smiling. They're both great hosts. The weather here in Germany is roasting, and unfortunately, there's no air conditioning in the hotel rooms. While I drank a beer and chatted to Werner, members of the band and crew began returning from their rooms, looking hot and flushed. I decided to stay put in the air-conditioned café downstairs, and when Ian appeared and ordered a Strammer Max, that's ham, fried eggs and bread, I ordered one myself, and ate before going up to bed around 9.30. Sure enough, my room was like a sauna, and it took until the small hours before I managed to get to sleep. I got unfortunate deja vu again, drifting in and out of sleep in between TV reports of more cars and dead, and the horrors of the shot down passenger jet.
1: And we're back! And we've got, to, we've got to wrap up fairly quickly because listeners won't know this. You won't know this, folks. But um, but we, we're counting down the clock because you've got to get out of that room, haven't you?
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, Frenchie's arranged for us to check out at 1, um, even though they wanted us out at noon because uh, I'm not staying here tonight. We're, we're on the bus overnight to Leipzig. So I've got to get out of here, man. Uh, and I haven't packed yet, of course, or, or done any of the things that any half-organised person would have done. Um, So I've got that to do as well. Well, It doesn't matter. If I'm a bit late, what are they going to do? Oh, sounds like they've called the police already anyway. They're they're on their way over. (laughs)
2: Going to a again in Leipzig. <laughs> this time yeah.
0: it's your trip. No trip to Leipzig would be perfect for that. A brush with the law. And <laughs>
1: well, on the subject of Leipzig, if you if you do if you are very good at doing routes in Leipzig, and you think you, you think you're available in the next day or so, then please please put your hand up because we need somebody to do H's routes. Yes, get in touch. <laughs> In all seriousness, we ought to we ought to trail that when you're on the road, two or three episodes before, just to
0: see if we can get those things set up for you. Yeah, see, I never think of that. Yeah. Listen to this: we're surrounded. The riot police are. Um... Oh no, they, no, they've gone. They've gone past. What a relief! There's a riot going on just somewhere else. Yes. Right. Right. Um, back to
1: Anne Marie because uh, we've got you, and it's great to talk to you, and it's uh, so. Because we haven't really talked about all the stuff you've done. Because I keep seeing on your various feeds, and I don't stalk you. I mean, I just follow you on things and see the things that you post. But you seem to... You're always standing next to really proper people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for example, who do you mean?
1: Well, didn't I see you stood next to Brian May fairly recently?
2: No, no. I photographed Queen uh, in a concert, but I didn't. I didn't stand next to him. I stood No, na- maybe it was just oh, a photo. Was it Joey Tempest of Europe, maybe?
1: Oh, now here's the thing. Do we say Joey Tempest is a proper person? You've met him. Is he a proper person?
2: <laughs> yes. From what, I, from what I met, yes. <laughs> yes. I have to
1: say, I did used to like the Final Countdown album. I did actually listen to that quite a lot.
2: Actually, um, that isn't not my favourite. I can recommend. You said you're a muse. I really recommend their early stuff and their last couple of albums more than right, the final okay. countdown.
1: Right, okay. But I was I was going through a major hair rock phase at that that point in time. So <laughs> uh and that was very impressionable and it was the eighties.
2: Yeah. I think everyone's forgiven if it's the eighties.
1: But I do I keep seeing you taking photos of like you know, I mean, who have you who have you pointed a camera at?
0: Who have you done, darling? Uh, Come on, d- d- spill the beans.
2: D- do you mean um do you mean concerts or like photo shoots?
0: Well, either or. Either or. Um, I don't think we're picky.
2: Okay. Uh, concerts, I've done Queen, uh, Sting, just once, but that was amazing. Sting's a genius. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Rival Sons. I've done, There's too many to mention live. There right. were, um, but photo shoots, which I'm doing a little bit more of. Uh, Steve Vai, the guitarist. Oh, I, yes. I had yes. a photo shoot with him. Uh, just a couple of days ago um, I did Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm mm-hmm. I had a photo shoot with her uh, yeah so I'm getting to do a little bit more of that Richie Coatson, the guitarist yeah um,
1: is Steve yeah, uh, quite vain
2: no but he he comes with a lot of he comes armed with a lot of poses already because he's such a professional um, he was fine in person uh, right. I didn't find him vain, but he knew what to do. But the thing right. is, uh, I went in armed with a lot of directions. Right. Um, and he said, "He said I've never received so much direction in my life." <laughs> but he was laughing. So and I said, "Oh, we can do some some of your stuff as well." But we ended up with a bit of a mix of some of my ideas mixed with his ideas, and it was fine. Because yeah. he's a man
1: who's thrown a lot of shapes in his time. <laughs>
2: yes, he has. <laughs> <laughs> he has, but <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I, present company accepted, obviously. Yeah, I. Only... But I mean, if you if you go back to Steve Vai when he was, I mean, he you know he, he had the hair and he had the looks and he had the he had everything. He mm. did used to flaunt it a little bit, didn't he? Yeah.
2: Well, I, I only met him last year. He's probably mellowed a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I hadn't shot him in the eighties. I don't know what that would have been like.
1: Okay, but, yeah. so we better it's get cool. we better get onto the elephant of the room. We've just about got time to get to the elephant of the room, right? So the the, the man sat to your don't know if it's left or right because I can never work it out how Zoom works. That's the one. The, the gentleman the... waving um, thinks you're a genius because of your ability to take ten years and ten pounds off him every single time you photograph him.
0: <laughs> More than ten pounds.
2: I'm no genius. This man's a genius. He wrote Easter. I'm no, I'm no genius. But thank
1: you. So, how, how do you do this then? Come on, what's the secret? Because H hasn't just said it once; he said it a number of times, and he doesn't just say about one or two photos. He says it about all of them.
2: I choose the best ones. I take a lot and then choose <laughs> the best ones. Um, oh, you so have you to got take some it. shockers. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: never seen them. She doesn't send me them. A... Every- oh, and Marie, if I send you, <laughs> send you an <my> email. <laughs>
2: Yeah, of course I've taken shock I've taken shockers of everybody. I took shockers of Sting, yeah, everybody. Um but right. yeah, I only released the ones that look good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. I feel H.'s Howlers coming as an Instagram as an
0: Instagram account. <laughs> you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That would obviously be thought of as a fake account, though. So.
1: Well, I don't know if you mean you worked at it. I reckon we could. I reckon we could establish it quite quickly. Because it isn't just I take a lot and I pick the best ones. It can't be as simple
2: as you. That. No, you also uh, you have to watch the light. You absolutely right. have to watch the light and see where the shade is and where the light is, but particular angles and all of that kind of thing. Um, oh. But and that applies, I think, for all photographers. Uh, you can, when you're starting out, you can forget that it's not just the person or the place you're looking at. You're looking at how the light hits it. You've got to look at the light first, mm. and that that can make someone look great, or it can make them look terrible. And then, if you're lucky, right. you get a great subject as well.
0: Yeah, I right. thought it was interesting what you said earlier about. Be becoming almost clever and knowing what was going to happen next, and I think you have that gift, and that's probably what sets you apart. Oh,
2: thank you, thank you.
0: Because hmm. yeah. I, I imagine
1: H, you're a bit like me, where you don't think it's just, you don't think it's a bit of chance and a good light. There's definitely something that Anne Marie does, whether she realises it or not, that's very special.
0: Well, I think any creative person that is. Gonna achieve anything? They're the people who are looking for something, and and are conscious of what they're looking for, and they're not just doing a thing. They're 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 looking for something, and they you know, and they'll then they're, they're ready when it happens. They're ready to grab it. Um. So it's about that sensitivity and that that wisdom, if you like. Um, Even if it's a natural wisdom, it's still a wisdom. Um, And you've most definitely got that. Question for you, H, then. Does does Anne-Marie capture
1: what you see in your head as the essence of you rather than maybe what you see in the mirror?
0: I don't know. She just makes me look great. (laughs) A lot of the time And uh, I don't um, I mean no she often catches things I can only dream of You know certainly not what I see in the mirror Um, Every now and again she'll Send me something I go my god Is that actually me Uh, It's like a much better version Of me And um, you know every day I look in the mirror I'm another day Older and and, you know A bit bit rougher looking Uh, So I'm very conscious of, you know, not looking that good. <laughs> really, in fact, a lot, a lot of times, I look at myself. I look like my gran, um, and the the dog reminds me of my gran as well. So it's not it's not a good comparison, um, but our French bulldog looks a lot like my gran, but but I often look in the mirror and I think I look like her. So there we are. Extrapolate but, away. But she's also she's
1: capturing you doing one of the things that's really important to you. So I guess the point I was trying to get at is she's she's capturing that part of you that is to a certain extent the essence of you, and you're clearly very taken with what that looks like.
0: Gosh. Does I that don't, make sense? Yeah, it's too deep. Is it? <laughs> Right. Too Should deep, we just worry about packing and checking out of the hotel? It's too deep that, for me that... to cope with. Uh, right. Okay. I'm sorry. No. It's it's an interesting thought. I've never thought about it like that. I don't. I, I think I'm better off not knowing what my essence is because I think right. once you become self conscious of of those things, you you're gonna lose them. Or they're gonna turn into, you know, the the, the, the you know. Trap the spark and all of that it, once you've got that in your hand, you've lost it um so i'm 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 often careful not to not to try and identify it's the same with the music when we're writing. We, we never sit down and go, right, so what is it exactly about what we do that that resonates with the fans because we must make sure we do that again. I think as soon as you start with any of that, it's over. You know, it's it's got to be, it's got to be natural and not thought through in a way. It's got to be felt through somehow. Um,
2: I agree entirely about feeling it through. Um, mm. I've never been taught anything with photography. It's done on feeling and instinct, mm. and yeah. inspired by your music. And it's hard to explain for the very best pictures how it's done. It's it is a feeling. Yeah it is a spark i suppose you mentioned trap the spark it is like
1: that okay so what we've what we've absolutely agreed on today is that a trained lawyer and a trained engineer have ended up doing things they're absolutely
0: not trained on doing and try not to think about it too <laughs> yeah. much and yeah. arguably doing it much better than if they'd been trying to do it
2: because then you right. then you're trained to see what everyone else sees what's the point it's been done already
0: absolutely
1: and there we have it folks two two sides of genius have been <laughs> have I've just given you so basically now whatever you've been taught to do and you've done all your life stop doing it and do something you've got no idea about and do that really well
0: <laughs> yeah and have a yeah if you've got a feeling for it you know yeah. then that counts for more than 10 yeah. years of college
2: yeah, I agree. And I'm from an academic background, I entirely agree.
1: Yeah. What a lovely way to finish. Uh, anne thank you very much uh, for your time.
2: Thank you very much for having when, me when, on.
1: When did you find out you were actually doing this? Just just out of interest. Yes,
2: today. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Which might explain my Far lack of preparation.
1: <laughs> preparation. You see, <laughs> preparation is just a word that begins with P. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's also a pile cream. <laughs> well, well, it is in your case. <laughs> they named really. They named it after me.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I've been desperately trying to work out how to get your name on a thing of pseudocrem. Maybe I should just send you some hemorr- hemorrhoid ointment. <laughs>
2: At least that's a bit. Uh, that's not so obvious. I've come across one that was called Inosol. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> which is not something you want to carry around with you on a tour bus.
0: <laughs> no, no, not really. It's a bit of a giveaway. Yeah.
2: yeah. On that lovely note.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just brought the tour book bus back into
1: in, into into focus. So good luck with that, <laughs> Thank Amber. you. I'm just talking to you now, Amory. Just good luck with
0: that. <laughs> Thank you. Not first
2: nice. first night tonight, first time <laughs> yeah. sleeping on the shelf. I keep yes. hearing um, thinking of shelf life in the tune of Blur's Park Life.
0: Oh yeah, shelf life. Just... Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it
2: you goes. Could,
0: you could be finding your inner shelf. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we might have to have a bit of a swap round so we, we can give you a, a private space. You know, because at the moment we're all sort of dotted about, so we we might have to have a, resh- a cabinet reshuffle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, what would you be the minister of? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the minister of that, swearing,
1: I think that, that sounds good. <laughs> I think that by default makes you David Cameron, Cameron really. But I don't quite know how that works. Oh, but, no, you know, please, with it. please, no.
2: Brexit's not my fault.
1: <laughs> no, we know who to point the finger at for that, mm-hmm. right? Okay, well, folks, we'll 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 talk to you next time. H, I don't know when I'm going to talk to you next
0: because we're kind of ahead now, but are we gonna, still going to try and record next week? Well, I think we should. shits and giggles but let's see let's see where I am and 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 whether I'm capable of forming sentences and plugging it in okay in which case I shall say goodbye
1: thank you very much
0: for listening everybody thank you Anne-Marie
2: thank you for having me on it's been great
0: what a lovely girl what a bloody lovely
2: Hopefully, you'll still think that at the end of the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I would have murdered you
0: right there. Sally.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review, as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.